0: God Almighty, this is the Sweat Equity Podcast. I'm your host, Law Smith. I'm a comedian. I'm a small business consultant and um, digital strategist. I uh, wear many hats that usually just sounds like you're bad at all of those things. Uh, I, I can tell you, sir, I'm very mediocre at all of them. We're trying something on the uh, Sweat Equity podcast where I can kind of do these interviews and bank them a little ahead. I'm trying to work on planning. We're having another baby uh, in October. So I want to kind of get ahead on this and bank some episodes, but not too far in advance because then sometimes there's just some stuff that you hear people talk about, and it's two months ago, three months ago, and it doesn't sound it, It It takes me out of other podcasts when people do that. Not a big deal, but you know it's tough to get into what's going on and what they're talking about that's semi topical and then you hear something about <laughs> like you know the election, and you're like, "Whoa, this is too old so especially with this is a podcast about kind of like pragmatic advice, but there might be stuff that's kind of timely. Oh, there's this new thing if you check this out, I'm kind of obsessed with the the Facebook. Instagram Canvas ads and their performance. So if I brought that up, it'd be a little strange. But I digress into right at this point in the podcast we're gonna have an av- advertiser pretty soon. We've got a call this week about it. I'm kind of excited about it, even though you know it's gonna be one of those promo codes. you get it's like affiliate marketing. you get a little a little scratch on there if people use the promo code. My big thing is, on a marketing side, is how do you, it's really tough unless it's within the podcast app on the phone. This is my idea to, when you do the ad, that uh, you do the live read ad, the ad image pops up on your phone so you can touch it for save it for later because most people are listening to podcasts while they're driving or you know, doing something else that's passive, active listening, I, I think I heard it called, and there there's a big disconnect between the people listening, and you have to do a lot of frequency, I'm sure you've heard, like, Blue Apron, or you'll hear on other podcasts, you'll hear a lot of frequency, it's a little different than radio, too, because I'm in your earbuds, and most people that are listening to a podcast are seeking it out, which is radio, you just kind of put on, just i i put on the I, I quote country station for my baby because he f- he likes it he goes to sleep whatever if he likes Florida Georgia line that's fine, but it's not any country to me better get a fiddle so that's uh that's exciting news've got a call about that later this week but I- even if it's uh even if we get nothing out of the affiliate uh link for doing the ad ads, <coughs> it's a stepping stone for us to get to the bigger advertisers for the show, because I think we got something here, and we're going to mess with video a lot more, I think that's going to be more interesting as I get a big digital dry board, and uh, we can kind of show some stuff, um, I got a client slacking me, okay, I'll get back to to that after I finish this recording this is a fun one, uh, even though I didn't know I had the flu, <laughs> uh, co- like a, co- a couple days ago, I was really sick and was like, oh man, I think I've just burned out, I feel really bad, and it turns out I had a 103 fever probably, I don't know, three hours after we recorded this, so this is a podcast uh, with my buddies David Arndt and David Weingarten. David Arndt is the brewery consultant, I'll call him. And he came on and brought some beers with him, which wasn't good for my sickness, but fun nonetheless. And him and I, we talk it up all the time about what his industry goes through. It's, I think the brewery explosion is really interesting. It's one of those things where um, it, are we? In, I think we're in the bubble. I don't think he did. He does. I mean, maybe I think maybe within the United States, but. I don't know how it is internationally. or people opening these up? So we talk about that. And then David Weingarten, a buddy of mine who's a comedian, buddy of mine as well, part of Cigar City Comedy, uh, recently moved to Denver. But he's he's been uh, working on a side project, and it has to do with uh, creating a product. And so I thought that would be kind of interesting. I don't think he wants to give it all away on, on air because it's still in prototype mode. And I think he, you know, he probably wants to get talking points down. That's kind of what we're going through, building a site and here's the brand, here's, here are your talking points, here's the sales angles, here's why you should use it, here's why you should buy it, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's kind of interesting to see him go through trying to figure out 3D printing. Okay, that didn't work. We got to do a mold because uh, the 3D printing is not going to go to scale like you need it. Otherwise, you'd just be doing one at a time at your house and it's expensive cuz the product's not not that expensive. So it's kind of interesting to see the process. I don't work with a lot of products from from zero to finish, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see on a business perspective. You forget how hard it is to just nail these designs down, nail down what's in your brain and try to get it out to people. I feel like that's a lot of our value is to c- get uh, like a logo L- what are you what are you kind of envisioning and trying to extract that information and then you turn around and try to tell someone a uh, like designer that info that's a that's one facet of my job for him he's trying to he's had something he kind of made on his own which are I think are always the best ideas you know you just go in the garage and make something it's what you shi- you see it on Shark Tank all the time and so He's going through that process of, of getting molds and blah, 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 all that stuff. So we kind of get into that in the last 10, 15 minutes if I remember, although <laughs> I probably was hallucinating by then. And hit us up if you uh, got any questions. Engage with the podcast. We're going to do a lot more with this. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. If you're an audio nerd, uh, I need to use a program called Leveler. I probably need to stop mumbling so much. Can't help it. I got a tiny mouth and a big forehead. Yeah, ladies. I know. I'm taken, though. (laughs) So, yeah. Let's get into it.
1: of grass shit piss yeah is that a little heroin i smell <laughs> probably definitely <laughs> remnants of heroin
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. heroin and that's how we bring it in <laughs> yeah well we're recording the ubiquitous just... heroin <laughs>
1: black tar heroin it's actually <laughs> it's, it's just... well, i guess
0: that's a good question off the bat you guys it's... done heroin <laughs> no
2: no i haven't uh, although under the right circumstances absolutely
0: now we're drinking some fine <sighs> beer um, i guess I should do the radio thing where uh, the listeners need to know your voice. If you're not watching it on uh, Facebook or YouTube, Uh, David Weingarten, let them hear you.
2: Hey, uh, how's it going? You can call me Dave, Dave, if you'd like.
0: Okay. But we have another Dave. That's true. So Dave, aren't,
2: I'm always willing to, you know, take the middle seat, And you can just whatever is left over. So if David's left over, I'll I'll go with that.
0: (laughs) I didn't bring my big wooden (laughs) bat or aggression. Uh, uh, um. (laughs) I mean, you put a swastika on your shoulder,
2: (laughs) you'll see the aggression. Oh, so should I hide that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know anti-Semitism. We could do that offline. Well, I was
0: just I was just fucking around on my whiteboard. Like I'm not really into the, that much. You just uh, like pinwheels? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it used pinwheel, to be this. It pinwheel. used to be the symbol of peace, the biggest rebrand of all time. I
2: said <laughs> Boy, that is an interesting way to spin that. Well, uh, I look at logos all day, man. H- Hitler was just a marketing whiz. Well, it, it
0: literally was like the symbol of peace forever in India, and then just they took it and they're like, Nah, man.
1: Yeah, hey, we're gonna flip it. Just uh, Flip the script, and on then you got to yeah. get real
0: close to this these yeah. mics. Sorry, uh, you can pull it out if you want. <laughs> <I'm
1: not. laughs> um, he has a
2: diaphragm in his voice. I don't. I have to be really close
1: to. And him. that that <clears> other
0: <throat> voice you're hearing is uh, Dave. Aren't uh, let him hear you.
1: Uh, Dave Arndt, Rock Brothers Brewing, Ybor City. Uh, you spelled my ra- name wrong there. It's,
0: I know. I, okay. I'm dyslexic, I think. I think okay. I'm getting dyslexic.
1: Gotcha. Dave, just, you're
2: le- your name has too few vowels, though. Right. It's like I know, a, right? There's a consonant like barrage <laughs> at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: A-R-N-D is and dog, T is in toad. I'm not changing it. Yeah. No. <laughs> are not, just because of that. My personal favorite was the guy that's like, Arno. I'm like, where's the O in that in any way, shape, or form? Maybe you're French. Yeah, exactly. As, as German-French <laughs> as you can get. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, we wanted to have, I mean, we've talked about doing, uh, we'll do it later, but we talked about having the brewery like badasses or brewery advisors come on. You're, I consider you a brewery consultant, even though you'll probably low self-esteem at round down to something else. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll <laughs> definitely do that. Totally. Uh, I mean, being in the industry five years, six years does not give you as much credibility as somebody that's been in it 20 um, but on the brewery standpoint for, for Florida, I mean, Florida is such a new market for, for beer on the whole. Um, it it's, it's to be said that really anybody that's willing to learn and kind of sit at the feet of, you know, better, uh, breweries that have gone through, um, you know, the tumultuous times, you can definitely, you know, learn a lot from the likes of you sure. know, s- some of the bigger guys that are, that are in this area.
0: I've, literally in the last podcast, uh, we just talked about experience and how that number is not really, it's it's not the number of years. Like people want to put years and that's a, that's a, I feel like that's a bad metric almost. Like I have X amount of years doing this doesn't mean you're good. And I was saying, usually when people say it, it, like when you first meet someone you're about to hire, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, X amount of experience, that's like top three things they're gonna say. You
2: can usually tell how much, I mean- Correct. You know, how, how many years of experience in an industry? Right. It's a pretty broad way to, to view it. If you're a brewmaster for X number of years, yeah. that has more weight.
1: Yeah, well, in even that category, it's like, you know, you can work for a shitty brewery and be a brewer for a long time Too and shit. make shitty beer, and people won't respect you because of that.
2: Name one shitty beer, like right off the top of your head, what's the shittiest beer? Which one, if somebody handed it to you, were you like, would you be like, get the fuck out of my
1: face? I would say that uh, back in the day I had a Dixie Lager which was probably one of the grossest things I'd I'd had. It was just a straight malt bomb. It was absolutely... (laughs) It wasn't even beer. It was just like hopped-flavored soda. And even hop-flavored soda now is a popular thing, and that tasted... I, no offense to Dixie, you know anybody that works at Dixie Brewing Company, but uh, about five years ago there was definitely a malt malt problem. Total uh, offense, man. <laughs> oh yeah, how totally. dare they uh, uh, attack your oh, palate? Oh, you didn't know like Dixie that?
0: listens to this. I, hey, uh, <laughs> the there
1: entire might be Confederate out there. So
2: they put
0: it, they put it on.
1: And, um, <laughs> You're gonna put it in the brew house. And they're yeah. Gonna be like, Fuck that guy, Dave. We're never coming down to Tampa to collaborate with them in any way, shape, or form.
0: You never know. Someone could be a dick and send it to him. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you get that a lot. Um, that's the only reason a lot of people. Uh, shit on this podcast I,
1: I will give i will i will put this disclaimer out that that the beer is completely uh subjective in nature i mean it's like you know, wine it's like cigarettes it's like cigars it's like golf it's like whatever you want to you know put us you know your own opinion to there's a beer for every palate and some people like to drink a lot of shitty water beer you know water down beer but you know like, for like dab Dixie. and bev you know unfortunately they they're they the poster child for uh for kind of being the big big right. Are you saying
0: up. bush light is watered down? Because you might have to leave. Hey, I've <laughs> had a better
1: time with nat- natural ice, all right, than, uh, than I have with Nobody can shit on natural ice. I no. mean, that's coup de grace in <laughs> yeah. terms of light. you
0: feel you... <laughs> your kidney, like, hurting when you have too much of that?
1: <laughs> Actually, I think the only time that I ever had, like, a major, hang- like, the worst hangover possible was, like, just downing, uh, like, tall boy after tall boy of rolling rock. But, you know, Plank Road, they've been doing that product for so long that, I mean, I think they've just, you know, put the ingredients in just for liquid headache, you know, as soon as you start drinking it. so not a good ingredient. Yellow number five, liquid (laughs) headache. Liquid nails is not good. (laughs) No, not at all. Why does it hurt so much? I had 25 of them last night.
0: I I was trying to think of uh, some questions. I mean, you and I talk off mic all the time about what's going on in your industry. I think, are we in like a... uh, Two thousand seven real estate bubble with uh, all these breweries, or we, have we not hit the kind of the the apex of how many breweries are going to pop up? I feel like there is so many around the country now.
1: There, is, okay. So the Brewers Association has pegged. I think we're up to like fifty-seven, fifty over you know plus breweries throughout the country, with you know another thousand in planning probably for the next year, year and a half or so. Um,
0: One more time, what was that number?
1: I am going to go with fifty-seven, fifty. Was like wow. Um, and, but you have to think of it this way, is that the way that the BA, the Brewers Association basically calls saturation is one brewery for every 30,000 people. So if you take that number and bring it, bring that down to Florida, I mean, we're still, we're like at 279, I think, or 189 plus brew pubs, craft bars, whatever. We're looking at, you know, I think it's still like one brewery per hundred thousand people. So, I mean, we're not even close to that saturation. And even in the Tampa market, we're looking at, 82 breweries from Brooksville South to Venice, all the way out to Lakeland. And you still don't see every one of those beers represented well on, you know, in the draft boards and bars around the around the area. Um, you For know, those
0: not in the area that's like an hour radius outside pretty of Pretty much, yeah.
1: It's a it, it's a it's a sizable area if you look at the you know, if you look at the you know, what Pinellas County is, the you know, the taint off of the taint that is Florida. Um, it's Yeah, Google it, man. Yeah. Look up some taint maps. <laughs> taint baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just Tampa. Hit the taint view. The whole state looks like a dick. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's the dick it's the little it's the little uh skin tag that hangs off of the dick. So <laughs> well,
0: I don't think everybody has that. <laughs> Dear God. Is that what you got?
1: Just, just a little uh, skin tag,
2: just, yeah. just leftover foreskin, yeah, from the, the, the moil that just <laughs> didn't do a thorough <laughs> job. Yeah. Not baking donuts. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. So. So you're saying that they're not well represented, like some some breweries are not well represented on taps throughout the state. Yeah, and
1: that's not uh, the to the fault of the brewery, and it's not to the fault of the distributor, and it's uh, it's just the fact that there's just people that are out there that are just they're, they're you know they're loyalists to the products that they like, and they don't want to necessarily venture out and try stuff. Or it could
2: be like comedy, where you just don't take the time to exactly. send in your bookings, <laughs> and, so you're not on anybody's draft list. Yeah, and yeah. and the reality <laughs> is
1: this is that you know for most breweries, and 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 this is something that I've been uh, you know I've been a big since I've come on board with Rock Brothers here in Ebor, is that you've got to get out there and hit the pavement no matter what. You can do as much marketing online as you want, uh, but the reality is like to get face-to-face coverage with people and to put the product in the hand of uh, a potential, you know, either uh, somebody just like this week alone uh, for me was I did a tasting in an apartment complex where we only had maybe 20, 25 people show up for two hours. I was at uh, the Yard of uh, down on South Howard uh, for a trivia night with about 58 people to do a tasting. I was at uh, a, a KB Homes private um, uh, realtor only um, uh, event last night. You with, say Katie Holmes, isn't Tom? Yeah, Bird? not Katie Holmes. Oh, okay. uh, KB. They
0: drink. <laughs> Real estate <really laughs> agents drink. They
1: do. Yeah, I mean, and we had a great time just talking about you know like where we were in the area, like the proximity to you know. I mean, this is Riverview, so I mean it's about thirty mile you know, thirty forty miles south, uh, east of uh, of downtown Tampa. So to to be kind of talking about that area and, you know, be bringing this product from Ebor down there, I mean, that was a great opportunity to reach, you know, to reach these people. So really, at the end of the day, the exposure is more about uh, just putting putting the can in the hand of somebody uh, in order to try. And uh, the one thing that I always recommend when we do tastings and such is that, uh, you know, if you've never had it before, try it. And if you like it, well, then, you know, go buy it.
2: I like the fact, you know, beer's a big uh, communal type of industry, too. I mean, you can't really... Just have a website and great looking beer cans and accept, expect yeah. to sell a product. People come together to enjoy it. The tastings are important because there's a personal element to what it. What is
0: that cup? that is, is my, that a chicken soup he, that is my yeah you,
1: pretty much it's it's my my go-to water adult sippy dude, that's
0: some ghetto shit right there that is like some hood shit
1: did it come with the
2: straw opening or did you right. make to whittle that yourself uh,
1: yeah that's what the pocket knife was for so. God,
2: i want to be trapped I mean, this, in the woods with dave so he can create soup can water containers no
1: it'd
0: be a, he'll do he'll create stuff that's unnecessary there's like a whole sleeve of cups over there man you can have
1: five well all right so the deal was i i used to carry like the really nice tumbler, 32 ounce tumbler around and I was like I would get I would get to the bar I would fill in fill it up with water and I would drink three four or five of them and then I'd leave the cup in the car forget to take it inside wash it out and so I ended up having like 15 20 cups in the back of my car and I'm like why am I doing this to myself it's just you know leave them at home so I just you know randomly grab one of those one day and I was like well if I lose maybe it Maybe that's your thing I yeah. don't know per- like, that should be I, That's your, been like, with me For like three months now So I mean I haven't lost it yet so. Perfect size
2: for I, I have to go to the bathroom And I can't stop So let me get something right. To pee in Exactly And not exactly. worry about My wang getting in, o- in the way <laughs> You look
0: over And your dad's Taking a piss while driving right.
2: You're like what <laughs> What's <laughs> happened I
0: thought we were Going to Disney World <laughs> oh, I just saw dad dick While driving <laughs> Oh man Oh
2: dad dick while driving I,
0: I've got dad dick now It's great
1: <laughs> Dad
2: bod Dad bod <laughs> Hashtag Time for a segue (laughs) so the
0: so breweries to me like i I, the reason i feel like uh and i don't have the biggest sample size but i have been doing a lot of research because we want to start targeting over here we want to start targeting breweries and distilleries i feel Mm -hmm. like there's opportunity for a company like us a nerd agency consulting firm whatever you want to call us um to work with a lot of people that need that help because I feel like the setup is always, it's two, three guys, two, four, five, six guys maybe at most. Um, and they're all, they all want to have a brewery, but like stuff's not delegated out. They don't know how to, it, they basically have to treat it like a, a bar uh, in the beginning before distribution really kicks in.
1: It's to, to be, to go from the ground where, excuse me, I'm belching.
0: I mean, I'd rather not work with a uh, start direct startup, but
1: correct. I the way to go about. It, I mean, most of these guys they, they start the there. There's two camp, two or three camps. One is that they're home brewers that want to expand uh, and grow their uh, their home brews to that next level. One guy usually has to quit his job to do brewing full time, so that way they have product available for a tap room. They get uh, two or three silent partners to invest, and then they start they start doing their brewing. The other opportunity is you've got a couple brewers that decide that they need, they want to branch out, so they leave and they have friends that will invest in them, and then they do grassworks and then they start and then they go to instant distribution. Then there's the level where these guys they come in with investment money, they get, they buy a, they hire a brewer to brew a handful of beers for them, and then they basically go to market right away. And they do it, you know, one of two ways. They either go to market with retail already in mind and draft, you know, available. Um, But really the grassroots way of doing it is that first opportunity where it's like two guys that just want to get out from doing their day-to-day work. And start working on
0: the insufferable guy that makes beer in his garage? (laughs) Yeah, pretty
1: much. Hey, try my homebrew, man. It's really, really tasty. No thanks. Are there
2: are there licenses and other things you have to obtain in order to
1: be able to produce? And the the joke that I've had, and this has been from uh, since I've you know got really been in behind the scenes in the industry. Is that there's there's the 375 questions that you need to ask yourself about you know am I willing am I able to do this? Is that an arbitrary number? It, yeah, I okay. mean it's it's like sure. it's the it's the it's the 370 questions that nobody's asking you you know of how to answer like you have to figure them out on your own and more times than not most of these guys like they'll be sitting at the bar and they'll be like dude hey, when I get my homebrew started. My homebrew is really, really good right now. When I get my, uh, you know, brewery started, it's going to be freaking. We're going to do this. We're going to do this, and they have all these like, l- you know, listed out things and plans that they're planning on doing. But they don't start thinking about the tangibles, like you know, oh wait, I have to have a building that's OSHA, you know, OSHA rated. You know, do I have a fork truck license? You know, if I need to do that, have I ever keg washed before? Um, you know, what kind of chemicals am I going to need in my in my brew house basically that are going to require? You know, me to have a you know a floor rated you know to handle corrosive and acidic materials. You know, you start thinking about these the tangibles. You know, you know what what about my insurance? You know, do I have to have on you know my personal health insurance to work as a brewer? You know, do I need to insure the building? Do I need to insure in some case somebody slips and falls? Insure yes. Your
2: beard, the beard is very important. Yeah,
1: right? the, you have. Do and I have the ability to liability. grow a beard? And if I do have a you know spotty beard, do I need to get plugs? You know, yeah. is it long can... enough? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not. exactly. Uh, you know, and those are the tangibles that people come, you know, kind of come, you know, into the industry not knowing. Um, but the smart guys will go out, do that homework or go work at a brewery that's in, you know, that's been working for a number of years, establish themselves, learn the processes and then go forward. And the problem with that uh, for a lot of people is that it's hard as a single person to do that. You've got to have a support network that gives you that opportunity. you got to moonlight and do it on the side. A lot of guys, you know, will go and do keg washing on the weekend, you know, do, learn the production line at, uh, you know, say, a, a, a bigger craft brewery where they've got bottling, canning, um, you know, really to put themselves in that knowledge sphere of, of learning. And you've got to be humble. I mean, it's, it's an industry where it's like you're not going to make money on anything. You know, to think that you're going to get sold and bought by AB or Miller Coors or any of these bigger breweries um, that are, you know, investing millions and billions of dollars right now in, in infrastructure
0: or, These, or acquiring, or acquiring. Like, I, I mean, if you just like think Google or Alphabet or whatever. Yeah,
1: I mean, A, a B's high end, you know, uh, is. I mean, I, I'm not a huge. I I have very very staunch opinions against A B. It's just something that. What did they do to you? They did. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got bought by a, a foreign company. I mean, come on, man. It's, it's they, Belgian, were for, they were Belgian? foreign to begin with. No, Anheuser Busch is the oldest American. One of this is the oldest ah, American. But,
0: weren't they German first?
1: No, they were uh, St. Louis, Missouri. So Mm, mm,
0: I think I know more about beer.
1: uh, I'm sure. (laughs) What's
0: wrong with South America? Are you against it?
1: I have nothing. My dad was born in Argentina. So I I was going to ask you, though, you know,
2: I work in the tech realm I have for for like 20 years now and I work for a startup and it seems like there's a lot of parallels. People are like, I have some great intellectual property or I can make a good product and I'm going to be the best ever. And you're one of five million people trying yeah. to get a startup going. And Same yeah, thing with beer. Well,
1: you, you probably see it too, where it's like, there's applications that are you know probably very similar to one another. And that's where like, you see these acquisitions being made where similar companies are just merging because their ideas are too like minded. Right. And you know, either one's got a be, you know, better set of lawyers basically to go after the other. And then they just lawyer up and basically buy each other out. You know, I mean, do you see that, you know, on your end, you're like,
2: well, I don't know about like peers, you know, you would see somebody that, poses a threat to another another's business or already has a space that they are looking to absorb. Um, it's usually the big guy and the little guy. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's so many similar ideas and it boils down to uh, networking and mm-hmm. um, luck. A lot of it's
1: luck. Yeah. I mean, luck is probably, I, I would say hitting that perfect beer is also yeah. another thing. I mean, we're talking about, you know, a lot of people always think it's just a it's a uh, it's a product that goes into a can that you drink, you know, just like soda or anything like that. But it's alive. I mean, we're talking about uh, you know, you take grain, you take uh, hops, you basically boil them together, and then you take a you know a microorganism called yeast and basically make alcohol out of that. So I mean, there's so many. There's like, that, that the the other part of uh, you know of beer is. You know, QC, you know, people want quality. They don't want crap, you know, which is, you know, going back to the first one, talking about... Will you
0: grab me another uh, yellow hoodie?
1: Hootie's homegrown? It's Steelers colors, by the way, which is why I'm not having another one. I didn't, <laughs> wow. didn't realize that early on enough.
0: <laughs> but you didn't go for the browns colors once. Yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, <laughs> come on. Nothing too fancy. yeah. It's, it's kind of orange and
1: black, so... Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> if I it had brown, I'd be... Well, I mean, and again, too, it's like, you know, the look of this can, you know, is... There's a lot of hours that go into this, you know, the, the this development, but the product that goes into it, you know, I mean, this could be, I don't know, uh, in particular, this uh, how many how many versions of this beer has been made, you know, prior to you know to what I'm consuming right now with nothing too fancy, but uh, I definitely know that you know, in some cases, it's um,
0: Umphrey's, Umphrey's McGee's.
1: Yes, this is it is two
0: apostrophe s's? No, Umphrey's McGee's. Nothing. No,
1: Umphrey's McGee is the band, and mm-hmm. nothing too fancy is the pale ale that they. Uh, you got a little microphone problem there. Yeah. It, a little it's, ED. De- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little, little you might ear. have to
0: hold it. Or, um,
1: I like how just slowly... <laughs> wilted.
2: F- uh, flaccid dis- mic. In disgrace. <laughs> um, <laughs> it didn't have enough stamina.
0: What? So, the thing... that I'd say the difference between tech, though, and trying to compare it to brewery, is that the brewery business... Tech is all about uh, being a disruptor and about finding this, like... Finding something to either be a disintermediator or intermediary that doesn't exist. So, like, Uber um, Uber is a disintermediary because it just blew out a bunch of taxi cabs, right? Right. Um, and then there's the other ones that create a need, like uh, maybe Postmates was the first of the delivery stuff. Okay. Um, that didn't exist. It, we didn't have a, a delivery system for everything. That They can go pick up three different spots for you. Uh, you're in Denver. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Well,
2: there are tons of them, and I was actually when you talk about craft beer, I was curious like what the craft beers' view of the uh, marijuana industry is. They perceive it as a major threat. Are they like, hey, let's all have fun together and make people happy? I mean, I would imagine at a certain point that uh, it would be the Kind of similar to the way pharmaceutical companies look at weed as some sort of threat to their consumer I, base.
1: I think the one of the big things in craft beer right now that's uh, you know, we've been on such an upward trajectory for the last uh, 10, 15 years. I mean, we've been in double digits. Bubble, I, think, I it, it, you want to say we always say no, bubble. F- but f- I think f- it's okay. bubbles in areas. I think you know you, you're seeing it. Uh, you're seeing it thrive in in a major. It's like a bong bubble. It's a yeah, of, there you go. A bunch exactly. of little ones. I look at it this way is that there's enough there's enough threats to craft beer like already within the liquor industry i mean wine is up craft cocktail craft small batch distilleries are really doing doing a job um not against craft beer but um you they're trying to make headway in in an area that uh, has not has been neglected for basically 30 or 40 years wine had that big surge in the early 90s with napa and uh, sonoma uh, and that's, you know, kind of take it took a dive. Uh, now,
0: now it's about price, right? Now it's really about but price, but it's also bucks. about
1: locality. Um, so yeah. where the dispensaries that are happening in, in Colorado are actually growing on site, um, I think you, you we don't we're not really going to see that threat. And really in Florida, um, I know in Colorado, it's probably amplifying um, the beer industry, because people are going to go do recreational, they're going to go have a beer and eat some. Do food. the combo, huh? You know and it's, I think I think that's, that's, that's a bold,
2: optimistic move. But a, hey, I don't. I don't. The I don't.
1: I, I know enough people that have moved out there to uh, you know for for the industry, for the craft beer industry, um, and work in that area. Uh, but I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I've not read anything that has shown or directly Im, has shown a direct impact towards. Oh,
2: living out in Denver, there's so many craft breweries out yeah, there. It I mean, doesn't seem to have impacted them. What goes yeah.
0: better with uh, after smoking? You know, like a good craft beer, man.
2: That's true. Uh, really, a, anything it's wet. A, it's a compliment. <laughs> it's a compliment. But yes, got cotton yeah, cotton mouth, I need something
1: thirsty. Right. Yeah, a fire hydrant will do. Sure. But you'll <laughs> take craft beer. Yeah. Well, and like one of the things that we we the 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 similarities and, and the irony of you drinking feeling all right IPA from Revolution right now mm. is uh, the opportunity that here's a band that represents you know reggae and you know they represent a weed you know the weed culture. Mm. Um, And, uh, you know, one of the aspects of their beer was that they wanted to have that resinous, dank smell, like, that comes from hops. And, of course, hops are a, you know, up at the top of the family tree, you know, cannabis and hops are, you know, very, very similar, so... Um, you know, there, there's a lot of likeness to the products, you know, in, in just in that, um, and I think they complement each other, yeah. Uh, you know, to a degree, but I mean, I I don't see, I, I, and again, I'm I'm going by you know stuff that I read on the uh you know through the Brewers Association and a number of the trade magazines, uh, that really have not really shown you know too much of that direct impact yet. But I mean, as we start to see the legislation move towards legality, well, that's it. The political aspect, so, I think, is the big barrier right now
2: because the uh, government really endorses drinking. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's heavily endorsed. Whereas it's the opposite for well, marijuana. It's like sh- localized.
1: I mean, we look at it. I, we we look at it too. Is that I mean, to be a really good brewer, you have to be a good. You know, you have to have a law mindset um, because of the fact that there's so many laws that change every uh, all every time. Excuse me. That was a yeah.
0: Because they got to make the government's like, oh shit, we got to make some money. Well,
1: the biggest thing that's happening right now, and I I, I check the Brewers Association page pretty much uh, every day, but there's uh, they they keep a tab on literally every piece of legislation that's working you know towards forward or against uh, against craft beer on a whole, um, and they'll do it per state too. So I mean, in in state of Florida, we we've had some great uh, opportunities uh, to kind of rise above. Um, the, the rest of the you know the southeast um, in uh, the addition of the growler bill that passed you know, two years ago uh, three years ago um, you know, there's a lot of legislation currently that's helping uh, you know brewers and tap rooms basically work towards um, I you know, now I'm blanking on the uh, the most recent one um, but I'll send you the link. Um, okay. That'll kind of showcase what the bills are that are uh, going to be going into legislation in Florida in particular. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, they all yeah, read benefit. off the bill. Jeez, yeah. what, a part, what a party. <laughs> Section A, yeah. number one. Um, that's what you
0: read first thing in the morning?
1: I don't read it first thing in the morning. It's kind of like just, yeah, I get, I get sucked into it, and then I'm like, oh, God, this is really boring. But, like, oh, it's interesting. No, that, that's
0: good for you. I mean. You're keeping up. You don't have to. No one's making you.
1: And again, like, I, 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 in our relationship as friends, like, we've known each other for, what, four or five years now. Yeah. And, like, I've just been a student of this industry as best as you can, like, without having to go to school to become sure. a brewer. You know, you really have to do a lot of self-education and self-knowledge. And, and the stuff that you don't think about, you know, those you – know, again, going back to that 375 questions, like – you know, once you kind of read something that you know put you know puts it in your mind. All right, crap. You know, now this is something I have to start thinking about because I'm getting to this stage in X, Y, Z format for the company that I'm currently.
2: Well, also for. too. I mean, you mentioned it's such a competitive industry. Mm-hmm. The intellectual edge, or just having like cognizance of the yeah. industry and legislation, that gives you an edge. Correct. You know?
1: Yeah, and I mean, now in the tech industry, you see it. Uh, you know, with classwork and you know and going back to school and doing the education part. I mean, how much sure. of your time is spent? you know, kind of like learning new, new techniques within your industry.
2: Well, I, um, and law knows this and actually you, we used to work together, yeah. but, um, I've been working with a SQL server. It's a relational database management system. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I've been doing it for like 20 years. So every couple of years they have a new release of the major product. And yeah. so I'm constantly like learning the advancements and mm-hmm. things that have been deprecated and how it fits into the infrastructure and all these buds, buzz, buzzwords and stuff. Yeah. But, um, if I don't do that, then I start to make myself obsolete. Yeah, It's like COBOL programmers that never learned a new language. It's like, dude, you were great totally, once. totally. <laughs> and if we have a catastrophe and Co- the only <laughs> system left is COBOL, then you are in a prime position. <laughs> but otherwise, you should have fucking got off your ass and did a little professional Hard education. slam
0: on COBOL on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> hey,
2: you're 20 years overdue. <laughs> no punches <laughs> pulled. For some professional development. Why am I...
1: My brain is just triggered.
2: I cuss, too. Is that okay? <sighs> yeah. just want to
1: make... I haven't heard this anybody else podcast. cuss.
0: This is my podcast. My yeah. podcast. Dude, I brought yeah. up
1: a... F- Brought up a skin tag on a dick. Okay. You did yeah. say dick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, sure. No, I'm just, it, you just triggered something in my mind uh, that there's, I guess NASA ha- is having problems with uh, sp- like the seven 1970s uh, satellites that are out, you know, in space, like that they don't have coders anymore to basically program and send messages to these things.
2: Unemployed because, rocket scientists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're
1: <laughs> like 80 years old. They're like, oh, ARP and, you know, like, yeah. yeah. But there, ta- there was a, an article basically talking about how that even, even, even understanding old language, uh, computer language, is still necessary for for the technology that's still around, that's still working.
2: You're like an archaeologist that can read Sanskrit. It's like <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. We'll call you if we need you, but yeah. probably not. <laughs> Very narrow market. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I just thought it was interesting because when you said that, because it, it does, it, there, there are, you know, like I mean, we see it in the brewing industry. It's like nobody's making. Uh, you know, the, the rap brewing over in Largo uh, is known for making like obscure German styles that have been dead for you know probably eight hundred years, and he's resurrecting these recipes because people number one they want to know how to make it, and uh, they're just finding recipes that you know that nobody has tried you know before, and so to have that, you know it's the same thing. It's like you know do it does this have a market? No, it doesn't. Uh, but it's you know it's a fun boutique beer to try. So you know why not do it? You know. Yeah. Uh,
0: Weingarten, you are going through the process of trying your own, like the aforementioned beer nerd making his own uh, side product after work in the garage. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I just called you a beer nerd. (laughs) Um, I'll accept the nerd. You're making something that is a tangible product because I feel like everybody I talk to that's trying to do something on the side is like either a service or some kind of app or something like that, which technically there's a digital property to it, but not really. I mean, I want uh, something tangible And you're going through the process. It's interesting to hear that you're making prototypes and going through 3D printers and all that stuff. What's going on with that? What do you, any, anything you've learned while
2: doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to kind of like dedicate my focus outside of work to the process because you know how like ADHD I'm all over the place. So I had really had to buckle down and, uh, manage both my time and my, uh, my Adderall resources appropriately <laughs> to to stay on task. But no, I, so yeah, the product I have, and I won't get into specifics. It's called the mustache. Um, you and I are going to be trying yeah. to figure out some good marketing strategies and stuff. Um, but it's a, it's basically a, um, a personal accessory. I'll be very broad, very high level uh-huh, personal uh-huh. accessory. Um, that, uh, I think would be really a good tool for guys that don't carry purses or fanny packs to, kind of uh, consolidate the things that might be in their pocket they might be using in a social capacity. So very broad, be on the lookout for mustache. That's I'll a uh, I'll, harp, I'll harp law uh, about uh, plugging it once this'll it's actually out. come to fruition.
0: We're, 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 this will go out next week, so you've got okay. some lead time.
2: So bottom line is I had to go through the process of uh, obviously figuring out whether my product idea was relevant, finding a person to design it mm-hmm. um, using 3D CAD and the other tools, and then we're doing uh, silicone molds uh, with a certain type of plastic, um, which could escalate into an injection mold. But you're talking about a price gap of thousands, like tens of thousands of dollars. So um, the process I've been through so far has taken me to the point where I can do silicone molding with suitable molds for plastic, but not like high volume, you know, with with 100% like defectless yeah. uh, and end result.
0: Yeah, and it may start out as... Figuring out how to do it at home uh, right. or at your your current guys, your d- current designer's place.
1: Now, are you doing like tool and die, working with tool and die guys, or are you just going straight from like plastic to plastic manufacturers that are basically kind of giving you the, this is the process, you know, do a 3D, because uh, uh, coming from a design oriented family, like having that background and knowing like that. There's always the tinkerer, you know, that's going to weld, uh-huh. you know, a couple screws together to kind of get the motion going and add some, you know, rubber bands, literally. To, to to, I've seen my old man actually use rubber bands like on something, yeah. And then, you know, made a an actual design CAD piece that will then obviously do the function that he you know wanted intended to to do. Well, right? I
2: tried some plastic welding, and uh, <laughs> I was using a soldering iron and um, you know some butane yeah. uh, light torches and stuff. Yeah. And it just didn't look good. And there was no way I could take that out and be like, hey, look at my idea. It looks (laughs) like shit, but it works. Trust me. That's not a good way to like intro your product. So the guy I have now, he's fluent with, uh, like I said, the molds and things where you can create a repeatable product. Yeah. That's my big thing is I don't want every product to look different. It's not Mm -hmm. a piece of art. Yeah. Yeah. So having a mold that's repeatable and ultimately if I can get the interest I want getting to the injection level where it's 100% repeatable. Um, you know that's a process where there's really no defined outline you yeah. kind of have to figure it out and uh, the guy I'm working with now um, he's his company is the Denver 3D print company mm-hmm. Shout out. Uh, yeah he's really uh, he's adept at this stuff um, he understands patents and other yeah. things that can help me um, but if I hadn't have found him I'd still probably be kind of lost as to what the process and the sequence. Yeah.
1: Is like. I, I'm always interested like in how, when you, when you, when you stage a product like, like that, um, the, the whole process, like going from, you know, the proprietary knowledge and then how much, how much time and money basically goes into that patent and copyright and then eventually trademark, um, you know, and then looking at the, looking at the product across the board, who else is out there, um, actually, um, Trying to do the same, same or similar and trying to do that, you know, go around and or, you know, again, what we were talking about before merging, you know, it's like, is there, are you like-minded enough in companies to where you could actually work together uh, without, you know, losing, you know, losing, losing the edge that you had, you know, in the, in the beginning. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're getting to the stage where we're going to start getting as far ahead on the branding, marketing stuff. Um, And that's exciting. That's the fun stuff.
2: It has been fun. It's been a good learning experience and understanding my limitations as a creative mind. Um, but, uh, it's good. And it's one of the best things you Mm -hmm. get
0: out of that. What, know what, you know, you know, like it's one of those things where you want to be the, you think about it as the entrepreneur, you want to do everything. And it's like, okay, I'm about a a two in the design area. I need to figure that out with someone else. Right. Um, so are, you, are you, anything else you can tell? I, I don't know what questions to ask. What's kosher or not.
2: Yeah. We're still in the process. We're still gathering the intellectual property to submit for a patent. Um, so at that level, obviously I'm a little bit protective of the intellectual property, yeah. but, uh, um, it's, uh, I, it's is, a is, cigar
0: cutter for your dick, guys. Yeah, <laughs> if
2: you don't need your dick, like if you just need party dick. If part you have a little dick.
0: foreskin, right, <laughs> that's hanging off. Like <laughs> I said, the moil didn't. He wasn't yeah. thorough, and he right. left a little bit behind. He sucked on it, but not all the way. <laughs> right? Isn't that the thing? I can't
2: top that. You right. win. No, that's I mean that happened. <laughs> that, I think herpes that, were spreading. That was either like an early myth or no uh, way. You think there was actual yeah. sucking at one point? Yeah, man. I think that's a myth. I. I don't care to research it, but well, <laughs> religion has been tied to sucking baby dicks. So, right. I mean, Judaism has abstained as far as I know, but maybe ancient Jews <laughs> had a hankering for baby dick. I don't know, man. Ancient bearded Jews have to be bearded. A moil has to have a long unkept beard. And if he likes baby dick, I'm just gonna let hey. you go. Hey. If just he happens to like baby you you run run dick, steam and <laughs> I'm just ripping in a horrible direction, has, I don't want to to. Just, just add
0: keeps getting lowered. And if he has just, a baby dick,
2: just back alley tangent <laughs> riffing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get back to breweries. <laughs>
0: instead of uh wine garden's baby
2: dick what was the, the company's a baby dick factory baby well not just baby dick oh okay yeah that's our that's our canitalia. flagship product right, <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, but yeah so it's it's in its infancy and i want to let it get a little more formal before i give too many specifics however where if they see my baby dick baby dick wait this my yeah that baby song?
1: doesn't describe the size Yeah.
2: Just, the, uh, level girth, yeah. the level L- of experience, just the level of
0: experience, <laughs> that old dick.
1: What would you say is like your uh, your time frame for like from where like how, how many months have you already been in uh, like kind of in this production or process mode?
2: So I'd say the design, the initial 3D design that I got was about five months ago and I was working with that original company to try to do the prototypes and everything but it's real sketchy because there was no intimate relationship and that's really not how you want to go about getting your product established because there's so much of a gap and uncertainty and no buy-in whatsoever because they're completely unbiased. Um, so until I found this guy a few months ago, I was dealing with that impersonal sort of relationship and so he's taken an interest and we really understand like my vision and so things have materialized much more quickly in the past few months. Um, so now, I think we're like in the latter phases to be able to actually produce the product and then I have to go hustle and just make sure I establish market interest. So the rest of it's on me. Uh, he had a, a sign in the bathroom. I was I was taking a piss, which I do very often. <laughs> I have a I have a going problem, and uh, so I was in the bathroom, uh, and he had one was of those it like
1: above the condom uh, condom dispenser. Didn't right have there? a condom dispenser. <laughs> that would have
2: been amazing, it's by like. the way. Spanish fly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Easy Cosby. Uh, yeah. uh, so oh. right right above the uh, the urinal, there was a poster for the three D print company, and uh, and I, I, I was like, holy shit! That. that is holy <laughs> shit. Yeah.
1: That is awesome.
2: Yeah, no, good dude. Uh, yeah. So we're
1: uh, we're rolling. That is, uh, I I mean, out of all the things that uh, I would say that you put money towards, like in marketing or ad advertisement, like that is like, I, no offense to him, that is the last place that I would ever try and try and advertise. No, and I mean, he,
0: he could you couldn't tell him any. He would be like, well. I'll- me wrong, I already got it. Uh, hey, I look, I guy. mean,
1: to be honest, like, I it, it, with the success of that, I, I would, you know, I'll be putting I'm gonna go out and you know, buy Rock Brothers. Just ad
2: brand ad. urinal cakes, dude. Then uh, you don't even have dude. to look up, you can just be looking at your dick, and beyond your dick, there's your logo right there on the urinal, cake. Uh, just beyond your dick, just beyond the tip, which might still be remnants from your <laughs> circumcision, <laughs> yeah. depending on the moil. Uh,
1: <laughs> depending on the moil, uh, yeah, I'm gonna make beer, uh, beer shaped, uh, or I'm gonna make Rock Brothers beer, uh, beer urinal oh. cakes, so it just always smells like beer. And pissing there. Well fucking ask.
0: Oh. Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> smells like Orlando. Um,
1: Ooh. Yeah, dig.
0: <laughs> Fuck you, Orlando. Um, we're going to close this out because I've got to do dad stuff pretty wharp, soon. Wharp, yeah, I thought, wharp, wharp, I wharp, I wharp, thought this is going to be more of a hang for a while. Uh, but uh, dad bod calls. Um, anything, anything you see about the industry brewery-wise uh, in the future? Anything you wanted to? Do? Bring up that I didn't um,
1: ask you. I think the I think really the the next trend uh, that's happening, and we're, we're seeing it uh, kind of fall apart a little bit with Drizzly, um, not and not to say that I don't Drizzly's, like Drizzly that much. But I'm just saying, wait, what the, is that? Drizzly is a it, they are a delivery service for, for libations. Said ABC Liquors, yeah. and, Ooh, So you and, um, so so you it looks, hate them? It looks no, no, no. Like, no, it
0: just looks like an app that it's its own thing. Yeah. I mean, it's about um, and this is okay. no,
1: I mean, and again, we we work heavily with ABC, and we we've been trying to. I, I've I've definitely established a re- relationship with Drizzly to try and be a part of it, um, but I think that there are a lot of restrictions currently to that um, that don't make that won't make uh, that industry um, very achievable. Um, but I do see that online online beer sales, online liquor sales, and just online. Uh, delivery services in general that are predicated to to adult beverages basically will kind of take that next that yeah. next evolution step especially with amazon taking over groceries uh you see public like spending everything them. yeah i mean uh I, I really see that that's a there, there's an area for improvement on that and sure. i mean it, you know thankfully it started you know i mean thankfully drizzly has has been a, a success story you know and not something that we're just like oh it's a block you know it's you know past you know past its due but i think that there is definitely a room for improvement for that um, and then, as we start to see uh, wholesalers, um, you know, we, we work with a number of wholesalers throughout the state of Florida. Um, as we see uh, kind of more of a movement from mass um, mass wholesalers that control maybe fifteen, you know, over over two hundred brands, uh-huh. uh, kind of move more towards the independent market, uh, where you know, guys only really control six to eight brands. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to start to see a lot more of that online availability become, you know, online ordering. You you know you run your bar. Um, you can basically type in your order. That delivery comes you know at your convenience, not uh, not as a you know regular. Schedule. It all boils down to
2: people not wanting to leave the house. I know. So yeah. anytime you can serve <laughs> that agenda.
1: Yeah, I don't want to put pants on today. The,
0: the only thing that sucks about Drizzly is it doesn't have the tracker, the the tracker of the driver. Yeah, it's, it's like not, it's, really. Yeah. It, so it's they like just show really, up whenever they show up. Uh, that's yeah. like the best feature of if you really think about Uber Eats and all that stuff. That's the best feature because I don't know. It's just. I, ha- I did. You could I used. Ju- wa- <laughs> you I can use-
1: see when they're going to pick up your. Food, I know. You know it's, exactly. It sounds like
0: I'm a huge well, alcoholic. Also- like, God damn it, where is this booze, <laughs> well, yeah, dude? I if you it. if you order the beer,
2: beer, if you order the beer for a group, the only thing anybody cares about is when the beer gets there. And if you order, you're responsible. So I'll you need you, to have some accountability. I'll give you
0: a scenario. You've been to my house. We've got dogs, right? Right. Every, if I know people are coming to the door, I got to move them to the back because they're going to freak out. Other, and then I had the baby asleep because I'm a good dad. I ordered booze while I was watching them on a Saturday night because the kids drank the last of booze. Oh, God, don't. I I had to like watch the window like I was Nicolas Cage uh, (laughs) and leaving Las Vegas. Like, oh, I can't wait. I'm a prickly pear. Uh, I can't wait to get some Tito's. And it's just like, and the packaging That that always bums me out. If you're Drizzly, which is really owned by ABC. Put a little money into the pack i know you're a packaging guy like put a little bit of money into the delivery of that mm-hmm. and that will create more of an experience yeah.
1: you know well and again, I think those are all the points that you know like that are are being led to it's like uh you know you, you've got to, you've gotta start somewhere you've got to do it you know you, you gotta Got to fall off the bike before you can learn to ride. They didn't it, answer
2: know? all 370 questions. <laughs> down there are a few questions left there as remainders. A lot of questions,
1: you know. I mean, and, and again, you know, that, that's that's been the joke for a long time. Is you know, is that do you, are you asking every question? Are you coming at it? And uh, one of my favorites, and this is not to not to put a dig on uh, on World of Beer, but they did World of Beer has uh, has had a loyalty app for a number of about five years or so, and they literally did a full. 180-degree face change, facelift on the whole app, and it pissed everybody off. And Why? Yeah, because of the fact that it changed. I mean, really, the... the it's the, a change? Oh, I mean, it's... Well, it's not just the change. It's just that they went in a direction that was... They didn't ask anybody. They didn't ask any fans or loyal people that have been a part of the organization. Part of that, you know, going to that, you know, uh, restaurant or bar for five, six, seven years to give them input as to what they wanted, you know, out of the, you know, the app. They, but... And it's, it's not to say that users need to have an, you know, an intrinsic aspect, you know, to the design of something, but
0: No, designer the design, listen to the, cons- designer, uh, f- listen to the UX custom- UI guys. Sometimes are just fucking idiots.
1: Well, I'm just saying like, they joke. don't know the market. Yeah, exactly. Times. I mean, but you know, like as you're going through your patent process, like you're talking to friends, you're talking to people that are going to eventually use your product, like that you want to engage them at some level or another.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, a la- lack of social awareness could definitely be your demise. Exactly. I, I mean, now they are Steelers colors again. It, Pittsburgh Steelers colors. If you're a new company Gosh, trying to brand yourself, stay away from black and yellow. I don't care what Wiz said; it doesn't really matter. Wiz brown and orange. If you have a chance, brown and orange. You know those great colors. It's the way of the future. <laughs> Only eight more years. No, seven more years. Seven and a half more years until the Browns win their first Super Bowl. So oh. gives you plenty of time to to let Did those really colors burn Abu in. J?
0: I thought there was I... time stamp it now.
2: 2025. Why am I've been prognosticating for the past three yeah, or four yeah. years. Once, once I felt as if they were like three or four regime changes away from a Super Bowl, I started the clock. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So. 2025.
0: Um, well, thank thank y'all for doing this. Sorry, we had to cut it off a little bit, but there's uh, there's always more
1: pod. I I really enjoy it. Obviously. Yeah. We're pop talk... your cherry. Is this your first podcast? Uh, no,
0: actually. You did his. Uh, okay. Did the frightened deer, baby? Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: Where was... is it?
2: Uh, it's on hiatus uh, <laughs> indefinitely. There's a big fight tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, if anyone wants to call and talk to me, um, <laughs> email law. He'll, uh, <laughs> he'll give you a number. <laughs> he'll give you Jimmy give Butler's you a, cell phone number. There you
0: go. That works. What oh, do you think? Or, give me fight predictions.
2: Uh, I got uh, I got Cormier. I think John Jones has been away for too long, and oh, really? Daniel Cormier his. He's a monster. Nobody gives him credit because he's pudgy and he's 38. But dude is a mental monster when it comes to fighting.
0: John Jones is like the best, one of the best athletes to ever live.
2: Physically, like the the best physically like oriented fighter ever, and um, he's awesome. But you can't be away from the fight game for as long as he has and come back pristine. He had really no warm up fights going into this, so we'll see what happens. But you also got cyborg. Fighting yeah. uh, for the, the female featherweight championship. She'll win easily. Uh, you got Robbie Lawler and Donald Cerrone, which is going to be an amazing fight. And then Damian Maya, Tyron Woodley. I got Damian Maya. I think he's due for his championship. I got Tyron Woodley. Who is it? Tyron Woodley. <laughs> Tyron- I, I think jiu-jitsu trumps pu- brute strength and skill. Because um it, it should be fun though
1: crazy beats I paid. don't know well I mean this is going this is dating me you know for the my first MMA was the hoist Gracie Matt Hughes fight and you know you had jujitsu against you know power
2: that made, was late hoist Gracie though.
1: very very late hoist Gracie and I mean I, I've been out of the MMA you know reading and you know keeping up with it but I mean it, you look at that you look at that 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 pedigree you know and it just always Come on, just get them to the ground.
2: You got to be lucky too, because you can't even take one strong punch. Usually, you know, you're just biding your time to get them to the ground. So that's the key. You got to fight the initial barrage so you can get to your game.
0: All right, well, ended it on UFC talk. I didn't think we were going to go there. Uh, uh, Thanks for listening. Peace.